0: Welcome to reviewing uh, Westworld. It's an Entertainment Talks podcast for Westworld on HBO and Sky Atlantic. I'm your host Matthew, and joining me today, my co-host is David. How's it going?
1: I'm doing very well, thanks.
0: Good, good. Uh, so we did our season four preview thing, which I've been uh, sharing around for a couple of weeks. Uh, so we did all of our uh, guessing and everything in that. Uh, but now we have an actual episode,
1: season four, episode one, the Agories. No, I knew you were going to get that wrong. Yeah, the- I, knew or- I was- the auguries, it's is the name. Right. Uh, auguries are um, the, the, they were it's sort of an ancient Roman thing, and it was a kind of way of predicting the future. So they are omens of what may come in the future. That was mm-hmm. that's where the title comes from.
0: Right, yeah. Or they could just say chapter something. yeah
1: Yeah. no fun because then you don't get to mispronounce the titles (laughs) yes true
0: or do what 24 does which is just have a time you know 2 to 3 p.m whatever so (laughs) uh, anyway Westworld's back uh there's still a ton of television out there at the moment so this is mixed in with everything um but David how did this stand out for you with everything how did you feel about the uh season four premiere
1: um, it's nice to have it back you know um, I did go and watch a fairly extensive recap video because I really couldn't remember I mean I sort of remember where it ended but I trying to remember all the bits and pieces that got us to that point is really I mean you know I just there's so much that's happened in this show so uh i want to give a little bit of a shout out to a youtube channel called recap and chill which i've used quite a lot i did the same thing with umbrella academy and they've got a great umbrella academy like seasons one and two video they've got a really good one for Westworld seasons one to three as well so um well worth going to check that out it's called recap and chill on uh youtube so if you if you kind of coming to a show and thinking hang on how did we get here they got really decent extensive recap videos that are are sort of 15 20 minutes long depending how many seasons they've been and stuff mm-hmm. um so worth checking those out but um yeah it's nice to get sort of back to the opening we've got some interesting um returning characters throughout this episode as well uh, there's been a bit of a time jump people have moved on to other things from where we left them at the end of the sort of chaos of the last season. So um, it's interesting to see what Evan Rachel Wood's character is going to be this season because that seems to change every single season at this point. So she seems to be somebody else again. Um, Got Aaron Paul back, got Fandy Newton back um yeah it's 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 interesting and there's there's some new elements they've brought in as well in terms of there's a new company the company that um christina i rachel wood's character is working for so i'm wondering where they're going to go with that because that's another entertainment company they've introduced Mm. so i think that could be quite interesting um yeah, overall, it's sort of it's just nice to have it back. You know, it's always been a decent, high quality show. Um, it's it's weird that it's sort of dropped in this sort of deluge of everything else that's being released at the moment. But yes, mm. uh, you know, with all the Paramount Plus stuff, particularly over here right now. Yeah.
0: Oh yes, yeah, Wednesday. There's new episodes of things, isn't there? Today. Yes, yeah. yes. There
1: is a new episode of Halo. <laughs> There'll be a new episode of Strange New Worlds going up as well. I imagine. Um, I'm not sure. that I guess Wednesday, Thursday. But there's definitely a new episode of Halo mm-hmm. that's gone yeah. up. So. so, um,
0: yeah. But the other question I had. So, how how is going going back now that we're actually back to the show? Because we talked about this in the preview. Um, about like everything's kind of coming out. Where where does Westworld stand within all this? Um, now that it's actually back and sort of you know in back in the weekly shift of things um how does it kind of stand out um with sort of everything else for you
1: Mm, that's that's kind of tricky i mean the it it is a show that i you know i want to see weekly and i you know it is going to be one of the first things that i i watch when it drops on a monday you know so it's it's certainly up there um and there's a lot of other things that have ended, so you know, it it's sits fairly nicely in the scheduling actually. Um at, whether it's my favorite show on at the moment, I it's probably not true. Uh I, I mean I'm really into strange new worlds right now. Um but I, I think it's it's still up there with the quality of it, you know, and it's an interesting kind of sci fi drama so mm-hmm. you know uh, it's, it's it's difficult because you're comparing kind of brand new shows to us anyway to something which is four seasons in you know so yeah yeah
0: um just a little tip by the way for anybody that does want to go and check out that youtube channel david mentioned um if you get to a point where you're wondering where new videos are do manually check the youtube channel because i'm not joking when i tell you that youtube doesn't really tell you about new uploads um mm-hmm. so if if you're checking out any youtube channel when you think oh i'm subscribed i'll definitely get notifications it, it don't doesn't mean that you will so um yeah if if you feel like that channel goes quiet for a bit of time it's probably not because they've actually gone quiet it's probably because youtube hasn't told you uh mm-hmm. it happens to loads of channels that i'm subscribed to so uh Make sure you manually check out the channels that you're uh, subscribed to. You shouldn't have to, but that's a problem with YouTube. Uh, In terms of my um, thoughts on the episode, uh, I really did enjoy this a lot, and um, it's been interesting with trying to juggle, sort of juggle, I suppose, uh, two Star Trek shows, and you've got Halo, and I was kind of thinking about Foundation as well, because obviously that's a big sci fi show, not on the air at the moment, but it's still one that sticks out. Um, And I kind of realised, like, point of the way through watching this um season four premiere that because we've just kind of come off of uh star wars as well with with obi-wan which we reviewed was it last week mm-hmm. and i was thinking i kind of want the same thing or i have been have been getting and want to continue getting the same thing from this that i'm getting from star wars which is just to be fun cool entertainment and this episode did give that to me a lot because you know what I said with like Star Wars, you've got lightsabers and you've got the force and you've got all this cool stuff going on. Um, and obviously with Westworld, you've got different things going on. Um, you have got people using swords in this episode, but uh, not quite <laughs> lightsabers, <laughs> which is cool. Yeah. Um. But it, 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 it's a different kind of cool. And I was trying to get a good look at like the city and stuff in this episode. And there's like different parts of the city and stuff. Like you get these like. Um, streets and lo- like more sort of buildings and stuff. Um, it seems like there, there were certain parts of the city that weren't as like deep into the main part of it, and then certain parts that were almost the same as last season. And I really enjoyed seeing all, all of that, and just the just a general look at technology as well. And like when we go to um, Christina, and uh, she's in her new job and she's talking about this story with this woman and i was trying to get a look at the computer and see kind of what's going on because i'm fascinated by that type of stuff and um especially when i think she's the first one that pulls a phone out um which is a bit similar to like the phones that you get in like the expanse these flat completely flat sort of glass looking type of yeah. things that look really cool and i was trying to look at that and see okay is that any sort of different that looks kind of interesting um because i like good and cool sort of looking UI stuff uh, in terms of the characters I'm really enjoying what's going on with that at the moment there's there's a good amount of mystery as well as to like okay you're doing this thing it's quite cool and interesting like you, you're interested and you're invested but we don't obviously we don't know what's going on yet you're not supposed to but I, I like that with, especially within this uh, first episode, so I I really enjoyed it. I'm looking for, really looking forward to seeing where it goes. Uh, we've already only got seven episodes left, um, but that's a good thing for pacing because if you can tell the story here that you want to tell in eight episodes, then you know you you've done a very good job. So, mm-hmm. um, but no, I really enjoyed it so far. I'm not I'm not sure what to make of this seven year time jump thing. That's like one of the the bigger um questions but that's again still lots of interesting stuff sort of laid out for your like return episode um and also we've had like obviously a lot of shows returning recently and some new shows coming out um some of which i've not i've not started like umbrella academy yet because i've been buried with the paramount plus stuff so one kind of test recently that a lot of shows have had is especially for like returning shows for new shows it's different but for returning shows is how well are you going to like settle your audience back in? And it depends on that particular audience member's like interest level and focus level, and you know, are you looking at your phone, that sort of stuff? Um, but I, I settled in here pretty, pretty well. Mm-hmm. Um, how, how did you find yourself like settling back into this episode?
1: Yeah, like I say, I, I did go and watch the recap video just to sort of think uh-huh. I need to try and remember where everything is. Um, and, um, but once I did that i i sailed into it pretty easily actually you know um i i got kind of that they'd done this sort of time jump i like where they've moved all the characters around to i think you know um the, the time jump thing sort of makes some sense because of where we left bernard at the end of the last season mm-hmm. you know and it and it gives that bit of mystery as well of we don't know exactly what happened in that sort of intervening time so there's some space that they can maybe go back and fill out if they need to um you know so it gives them room to play around rather than kind of ramming it straight up against the end of the last season as well so i i think there is some good stuff in there and mm-hmm. um yeah I was I was sort of focused on it and you know watching solidly didn't pick up my phone once I don't think throughout it so <laughs> yeah yeah uh, that's it for the
0: pre-talk stuff uh before we get into the break and the housekeeping uh we're going to talk about Manscaped here for a minute or two uh so Manscaped is a great uh, men's grooming service you can go and get lots of different great uh, products from them um a couple of which you can get some razors you can get different sort of nose trimmers and stuff all sorts of different men's grooming care products uh, if you want to have a look for yourself on there of course have a browse of the products uh, there's a link in your show notes just scroll down to that whether it's on the website version or the podcast version should both be there uh, so go and click on that and uh, have a browse of their products uh, very professionally made very very well made even down to their actual packaging there isn't when i got the um packages they sent me nothing was sort of ripped nothing was sort of like damaged or anything like that so it was really really well taken care of uh such as the products are themselves so uh, lots of lots of professional sort of quality going on um but you know sometimes you'll do your online shopping and you'll think oh this will cost me this much you get to your checkout and you get that nasty little shipping cost uh, but not with our deal here for entertainment talk with Manscaped. So if you type in the code E Talk UK, that's E T A L K U uh, K, you can get free shipping and twenty percent off of your order. So you also get that little bit of discount, and you get rid of that nasty shipping cost because uh, nobody wants to pay for that. But uh, you can you can get rid of that. So that's E Talk UK, E T A L K U K, twenty percent off and free shipping with Manscaped. Thanks very much to Manscaped for sponsoring all of Entertainment Talks podcasts at the moment and uh, thank you very much for also listening hi there and thanks very much for listening today I'm here to tell you about our two different affiliate links the first of which is our Amazon affiliate link that's where you can shop on Amazon we can get a small cut of what you spend but it won't cost you anything extra so whether you're is our Kualu affiliate link. If you want to get started with a website and a domain name of your choice, you can simply sign up with Koaloo using the link in the show notes. They also have a live chat support system that's in the bottom right hand corner as well. So if you need help with getting set up, Kualu will be able to help you with that as well. The links for both of these can be found in your show notes for Kualu and the Amazon affiliate link. Alright, moving on to the housekeeping, uh, recent content, we came back with the Game In Talk podcast this week, we kind of took a week off last time because we had a bunch of news the week before, but we've returned this week nonetheless. Uh, some disappointing news on the Game In Talk front, uh, more sort of studio mismanagement from Activision, but more so with development mismanagement this time. Uh, there was supposed to be a Tony Hawk's 3 and 4 remaster following on from the success of the 1 and 2 remaster, so that would make sense, that game was a success, you do the 3 and 4, but Activision... Uh, Cancelled that because resources had been moved from Vicarious Visions because the studio had been moved to work on different games entirely. Uh, so it's more continuation from that. But now we're actually seeing like the fruits of all of that and seeing how that's kind of uh, affecting other games. Uh, so that's disappointing. Uh, we also saw some uh, pretty badly put together Sonic gameplay. We're talking like popping for different um, things on screen, like things not looking like they're working properly. Uh, sound effects not looking all that great so we talked all about that and we talked about um uh, the 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 changes to ps plus are now live at least in europe we were the last ones to get it not quite sure why you know it's a territory sort of thing um but talked about that and i've talked about my first impressions of playing siphon film so i'm currently playing a ps1 game at the moment which is um uh, which is some good fun uh, by the way if you want to see me play some of that game there's Three Let's Plays on our YouTube channel, uh, which is Entertainment Talk Play, so you can go and check out that. But that's it at the moment for our Gaming Talk podcast this week. Um, the Boys is still continuing. Uh, it's almost finished, actually. Uh, we, is it later today? No, it's tomorrow. Uh, t- tomorrow we got our seventh episode of uh, Season 3. But we had a big episode last week, Season 3, Episode 6, which is the current episode. It was called Hero Gasm. Um, so, uh, talked all about that. Of course, the big episode there. Um, We've only got two episodes left of the boys. Uh, Speaking of the Obi-Wan Kenobi show that we mentioned, uh, me and David talked about that last week. Uh, We both pretty much gave it a must-see rating. Really, really good. Really enjoyed the first season. Possibly a second season on the way, we'll have to see. Uh, But some great characters returning, some great new ones introduced, and overall we had a very, very good time with that. If you've not seen the show yourself so far, you can listen to the first half of that because it's spoiler-free. Um, over on the ASMR discussion side of things, I took a look at how ASMR content is being made over on Twitch as opposed to YouTube, there's some uh, problematic stuff kind of going on with Twitch uh, at the moment in terms of how that content's being created and the sort of name and impression that it's giving to ASMR at the moment, so I talked all about that, basically comparing what's happening with that content over on both platforms. Uh, over on another top 5 list, I did my uh, list for top 5 best Marvel and DC video games, so that's simply that list. I've also done similar lists for the TV shows and films for Marvel and DC. I am currently putting together a, uh, I don't know if it's going to be 5 or 10, but best and worst characters. But thats I've, I found that to be a bit of a challenge because there are quite a few characters in the world of Marvel and DC. So uh, I'm going to take a bit of time with that, but I'm currently putting those two lists together. Um, Over on the Last of Us podcast, I did some uh, content for the anniversary stuff going on. Uh, Two videos I did, one's taking a look at the character models, and one is taking a look at Ellie's journal. The other one is a podcast talking about Abby and Ellie's weapons and levels, who's got the better weapons and levels in the game. And the other is a completionist review after multiple playthroughs. I dug more into the characters, the themes, story, all that sort of thing. There were still things to talk about. Uh, Toy Story is back, which is a good thing. Uh, especially for me. uh So, Lightyear has come out as kind of a, sp- a prequel spin off type thing. I really, really enjoyed that. Gave that a must see rating. Again, if you've not seen uh Lightyear, you can listen to the first half spoiler free for that. And that's pretty much everything we've been doing on entertainmenttalk.org and on podcast platforms. Let's get into this recap. So, speaking of recaps, we usually either get them from TV line um or from Wikipedia. Sometimes the Wikipedia entries are a bit shorter but still is pretty good. Uh so this this one's from Hayden Mears over on T V line. I just wanted to, you know, give credit to the person that's actually written all of this. Because um, it was somebody different for our um uh, is it better call soul and Walking Dead we we got these from before? Uh yes. Yeah. Uh I think it I think it was Charlie Mason, wasn't it? For yes. um for Walking Dead. So but yeah, this is a different person. Um so yeah, they've written this thing. Uh, let's go to our sort of cold open that we've got here. Uh, season 4 opens on a seemingly unscathed William the Man in Black play by Ed Harris, who may or may not be the host copy from the closing minutes of Crisis Theory, the season 3 finale, the previous episode. He arrives at a mysterious canyon facility owned by cartel-adjacent organisation built over... um. And around a massive lake. Uh, this place and its contents are immensely uh, valuable to William. He claims that its contents were stolen from him. And he wants all of it back. Um, and he basically says, hey, I can pay for this today. I'll take it for free tomorrow. And they think he's, you know, taking the piss. Because, <laughs> of course, you would. Yeah. Uh, the cartel members refuse his initial offer to pay for it. And then he uses um, a bunch of flies... Uh, in a certain way, and then basi- basically kills them all using sort of mind um, trickery, and uh, kills them all. And then of course there's no one there to do anything about it, so he takes it for himself, and then he walks off. And then we get the opening credits. Um, see, I'd said in the preview because I'd kind of forgotten about I- I'd forgotten about some of the character options within this show. Now we don't know fully which version this is yet. But just for me, with because I remember I mentioned this in the preview. I can't remember what you said in response. But I had kind of gotten a bit tired specifically of the whole William Man in Black thing. And in season, I think it was season two or season three, they did the whole like record player thing with the room, and they'd really dug into some stuff. And he's died like a few times, and they 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 did that. They concluded that story in a in a particular way, and I was like, oh okay, we'll see what they do with their character in the future. At least with this, it's something different. Yes. Because in the, especially in the first couple of seasons, you kind of got a bit of the same old thing with William Man in Black again and again. And just, just just, towards the end of that record playing thing that was going on with that room, I just started to get a little bit tired of it. And then they finished it. And then they now they're doing something else with them. Um, with william so i i like this idea and there's nothing wrong with of course having ed harris back very great in the role and everything um because of course you can have different versions of these characters and whatnot as we're clearly seeing with christina uh which we'll talk about in a minute as well um what do you what do you think of what's going on with william here do you think it's different enough and how do you kind of feel about it all
1: yeah well i mean i think it's i think it's different enough um we we don't know as he says in this recap we don't know which version of william this is because Hmm. we saw william basically get his throat sliced open and then replaced by um a the the sort of android robot version host version um so i'm kind of assuming it's the host version but May not be i it, it's it's difficult to to know really I mean the uh, and and as to exactly what he's going after, they were sort of vague about that you know we know that this sort of damn thing seems to be some sort of data storage, so I'm assuming it is where all the hosts were sent i'm assuming that's probably what it is um. Uh, and it's it's the copies of of all the hosts and he's trying to get them back maybe i i would guess that that's what it is because i but i again if it is the host version i do wonder why where i mean if it's the if it is the actual sort of genuine william that sort of makes sense because he, he was on a mission to basically kill all the hosts and that's certainly what we've seen throughout which sort of implies that it is the real William. Um, because mm. as we see throughout this episode, that you know, William seems to be going after the other host. So that that would imply that it's the real William and he survived having his throat throat slit. Um mm. so maybe it is, but in which case is there's still a sort of, you know, host version wandering around as well. Or is this the host version that's come to the same conclusion as the real William or I so I don't know at the moment. Um but I did like that sort of opening thing, the sort of threat to the cartel. The fly things are interesting, because uh, it's... It, it, they they were deliberately vague about that as well, because all we see is we see him go back to the room, there's a bunch of flies in there, he then collapses, wakes up, goes back to the office, murders everybody, and comes out and hands William over the um, document to sign over the um yeah yeah location so um what what are the flies exactly are they are, are they something which is some sort of you know microbot things that are getting into people and can control their mind mm-hmm. or was Very it cool. a, you know that might be one possibility the other possibility is the flies are there because he'd killed the real person and already replaced him with a host maybe and it was just the host to go back and murder everybody i you know i i don't know um but the flies i think the fly appears in the opening credits as well um i actually skipped past the opening credits but i was reading something about it and it the, the, they seem to be a fly in the opening credits. So the flies seem to be sort of a thing this time around. So I do wonder whether it's a new technology that Williams invented that allows him to control people in some way, maybe. Mm. Um, yeah. You know, um, it, so that's a that's an interesting thing. There's There's a lot of sort of question marks around, you know, which William is it? what are the flies about how is he controlling people um and what exactly is it that he's going after yeah so that's yeah. a good amount of stuff even before the credits roll to be able to sort of look you know questions to be unpacked over the season i imagine
0: yeah definitely uh in terms of like which version this is to me i don't really mind as long as as long as they don't just go back to what they were doing before. like I want them to just like th- this new seemingly new thing he's doing is interesting. It's different. I still like the actor and everything. So you've got like obviously that good stuff going on there. um. And it's like you know okay what was wh- what why did this thing get stolen from him. And how did he control these flies. And you know th- there's lots of interesting questions. And uh, as I've mentioned um, <clears throat> I mentioned this a lot in our season three coverage about like cool technology and stuff um that fundamentally is a cool idea and there's i I remember there was a shot in the trailer for this season uh, and it was like a child that had mechanically had their face opened and there was flies coming out of the child's face and then as soon as we saw the flies in this episode i was like oh is that like got some sort of connection to that but we'll see how that sort of all adds up oh yeah Um, uh, I've forgotten about that. Yes. Yeah, but it's it's interesting and it's cool and it's different. It's something different for William to do, so I I like it all, overall. And uh, seeing this cartel person, you know, collapse the company kind of thing or kill all the board members was was interesting as well. So um, I don't completely mind which version of the post this is, um, as as long as what because I've just I just got to such a point with that character. That just as long as what this version's doing is more interesting than what he was doing before, then I'll I'll be I'll be good with it. So mm-hmm. yeah, <laughs> yeah. But uh, anyway, so our cold open. But yeah, as you said, that's that's a lot for a cold open. Like yes, um, with with, bre- with Breaking Bad as good as Breaking Bad is at it doing its own thing, it will have like a car that's bobbing up and down for thirty seconds, and then it'll be like, hey, see you after the credits, yeah, kind of thing. So, um. Yeah, but obviously with Breaking Bad, they go for a more minimal kind of mysterious, you know, completely out of context sort of thing. So, um, yeah, interesting. Uh, we then shift focus to a new character, Christina, uh, played by series vet uh, Evan Rachel Wood. She's back. A video game writer whose uh, aversion to fun annoys um, her outgoing um, roommate, Maya. Uh, it isn't unreasonable to assume that Christina is just another Dolores copy. Hector said um it best last season death is overrated for ones like us i don't remember that specific line but i kept it in there because that seems important uh there's a bit of other information here as well while it seems unlikely that dolores survived the events of season three there's a layer to uh wood's performance uh here suggesting that series suggesting that uh series co-creator jonathan nolan has insisted that Dolores is dead, but who's to say he wasn't uh, referring to one of her copies and not the original? Predictably, though, the story switches over to another POV character before anything is revealed. Um. So yeah, there's some interesting kind of information there. Um. Again, I see Dolores. I didn't really need like anything fresh from her in the same way that I did from William. I found Dolores's character very compelling last season with the whole sort of like. Everything she was doing with Caleb I uh, found that really good obviously I did reach a particular conclusion so you couldn't necessarily continue with that same version or, or whatever sort of going on there um again i I do like especially in this first episode it's sort of not being completely clear who is who and what copy of who is you know mm-hmm. what and everything but that's that's the whole idea um how do you feel about you know there's this her roommate Maya and her Christine, Christina and Maya have got like kind of different personalities Christine is clearly worried about like this stalker person she sort of references it briefly in this scene and obviously we see dramatically how that plays out later so she's possibly got like some social anxiety sort of issues she's a bit nervous on her sort of date later and Maya is like hey we all need to have fun and go out all the time And all, how do you feel about like I suppose those different personalities I, I suppose um in this situation
1: it sort of makes sense for the christina character to be somebody who isn't particularly gregarious and outgoing and isn't um you know i mean surely to to certain people that are looking for her i mean christina's going to be you know she's got dolores's face and there are going to be people that are out looking for dolores Mm. so it sort of makes sense that she'd try and keep a relatively low profile um as to who exactly christina is because i believe they've said dolores is definitely dead Prior to this, but bearing in mind there was, what, five copies of Dolores at one point? A few, yeah. So is this, um, I mean, it's possibly not the original Dolores. Is this one of the copies, possibly? And there's also the question mark about whether she does know she's Dolores or whether it was. and, And why, if she doesn't know, why doesn't she know? Was she a version of Dolores that then decided that the easiest way to protect herself would be to wipe her own memory or lock those memories away? Because clearly there is stuff going on there, like particularly with the stories she writes. Um, it it would seem to that she has Dolores's memories locked in there, um, you know, or has uh, some of the Rehoban memories locked in there maybe i i, I don't know because uh, the stuff with the stalker seems to imply there is stuff locked in her brain mm-hmm. <clears throat> so i mean she's clearly a host but um it's it's which host is she you know it, is she a dolores copy does she just look like dolores or is she something else entirely so i yeah i'm i'm yeah. I, I don't know. I mean, you yeah, know, Jonathan Nolan as say as he says in this it's this that Dolores is actually dead, but that could just be the original Dolores and the copies have survived. Or one of the copies has survived. Um so I I, I don't know. I, and it's sort of it's nice pairing her with uh Maya, this roommate who is the sort of outgoing one and he's trying to sort of you know drag her out to to do things. So it gives a sort of foil to her, you know, Christina's a relatively introvert kind of character as well. So mm. I quite like that between the uh, the two of them. I think that works quite well. Yeah. Um mm-hmm, so definitely. I yeah, I'm I'm I again more question marks of who is who is christina does she, she I don't think she does know that she she may not even know she's a host. I suspect she doesn't possibly yeah so. um she certainly don't think she knows who she you know that she's a version of Dolores somewhere lurking under there mm. and clearly doesn't know that she has these memories locked in her head because she's using them to write stories so um the, again a whole load more questions coming out of this hopefully we will get resolved this season
0: Mm-hmm. certainly um so within all this she eventually like walks off to work and stuff because the date is um later in the notes so i was just scrolling through the notes mm-hmm. to see where everything is um so you get a bit of a look at the city again and you get like these like uh individual looks at apartments and stuff like that um because that's where we first see her in now I'm not a visuals person. I, I never sort of have been. I mean, I'm playing a PS1 game at the moment, and the graphics aren't bothering me at all because <laughs> <it's, laughs> everything's all blocky squares and stuff. Um, but uh, <clears throat> but uh, it's it's that's not what um, sort of bothers me or whatever. Um, I I'm more of a design choice person as opposed to how good something looks. That might seem a bit like odd or whatever. But um, what did you think of like? um i suppose that the looks of everything and the design with her like computer and stuff and we get a, a bit of a look at her phone and we get like a i don't know if this is going to like a, a different part of this cuz some some of the shots of the city looked really similar to last season but maybe they're different parts of the area because we we i don't think we got a look at well, like yeah. the apartments the same way we did before cuz like, last season when we started off with this whole city thing and it was really really good we were more sort of like completely downtown um but i i was quite impressed with the design of stuff and um yeah i, I think everything looks looks pretty great and i, I think the the switch cause i remember mentioning this in season three the switch going from the western west world stuff to the city was a really great idea and i'm glad that they've kept um at least some of it around you got like Maeve, who's in different places and stuff later on um but uh any thoughts on the design of the city and everything
1: no i mean i i'm kind of like you i i really like the sort of near future city designs i've always been a huge fan of that sort of futuristic tech that has some basis in reality yeah um
0: but, but a bit grounded still
1: yeah so i i really like that kind of slightly sort of near future tech stuff and you can see that certainly with the buildings and the things and and the the technology i'm still not entirely convinced those mobile phones are all that practical you know the the ones that are basically a sort of if you look like a, a a clear sheet of perspex sort of thing <laughs> um because i'm not sure how easy that would actually to be read to to read stuff on but you know that that, that mm. seems to be the way that they're in, that like everybody seems to think that it's going to go that way because as you mentioned that's not the only place we've seen that type of phone uh because they use it in the expanse as well um Mm. which is another show which has a certain amount of stuff sort of based on real tech uh so i yeah i like what they're doing with the tech stuff the computer thing i thought was quite interesting um you know i want to see a little bit more of that
0: actually but she's still in that job so
1: yeah because it's it's sort of a, a a 3d holographic kind of screen because it's sort of a mm. uh you know, it it projects like 3D models to make her story and and they're they're like holographic sort of models. They can do sort of versions of that even now. They're just not very practical um mm. at the moment. But you know you can do that with sort of setting up with mirrors and things. Um but yeah, I'd, so I so I thought that was that was kind of cool and fun. Um say so, that the whole company thing that side of stuff make I, I find quite interesting as well but i think we come back onto that a bit so
0: yeah uh anyway switching over seven years after destroying data monster rohoboam uh caleb is back on screen which is good aaron paul uh is finally living his life on his terms kind of uh the biblical biblically named uh supercomputer and its co-creator um what does that name say <laughs> uh, I
1: would say Enger and Sarek
0: Enger and Sarek oh yeah Sarek yeah yeah, yeah Sarek. Vincent Castell I'm just going to say Sarek uh, are no longer in the picture Rohoboam's, um deconstruction uh, gave way to the new world where you can be uh, whatever the fuck you want which is exactly what Maeve said at the end of the last season they played that in a little bit of the uh, previously on Yes, thing which is cool uh, apparently, uh, Caleb, apparently Caleb's version of Whatever You Want is a thankless gig hauling uh, electrical coils across the tops of skyscrapers uh, he's got a wife and a daughter now too um, yeah great to so go back to Caleb he was one of the really good additions from, from last season Become one of, became one of the show's best characters of course you got Aaron Paul no question there about his ability to act of course in Breaking Bad as well uh, he's also done, he also did a little bit of voice work as a character called what was his name Todd in BoJack Horseman. Uh <laughs> really really great uh, animated like very very adult show deals with some really um strong uh I say strong tough issues and everything. Uh he played a sort of like not not side character but kind of main character that was um in, in there and everything. Um I remember him talking about that actually. He kind of said like once he finished cuz like breaking bad was a big you know, process to go through. And I remember him talking about like hey, it's nice to kind of like not be on screen constantly and do this like, it's yeah. st- still pretty big thing, but do this kind of more relaxed, I suppose maybe physically more relaxed thing with uh, with Bojack Horseman, so that's good. But he's back on screen with this now. Um, yeah, happy to see Caleb back.
1: Yeah. As I say, it's kind of interesting that, you know, at the end of last season, it was sort of, right. Well, you can go and whatever you like now years later yes he's got a wife and daughter but he's still working hauling cables around on building tops which is sort of what he was doing previously um there is a sort of key change which they mention in this when he's having a discussion with his workmates and one of the reasons i suspect that the character it sort of makes sense that the character is still doing this and hasn't gone off to go and try and do something else is one is something he's eminently qualified to do and two that I suspect making quite a lot more money at it because they mentioned the fact that all the robots have been decommissioned, which you know were the ones that were hauling things around so and they have a discussion about the fact that um with the robots not around, they're making more cash out of it because they need human more human workers so I guess he's probably making decent money at it. It's something he can do it's a steady job he's got a wife and child to support as well now, so yeah it's it seems to sort of make sense for that character that you know he didn't go off and become some sort of crazy executive or you know something like that because that's not really him it makes more sense that he's probably back doing manual labor but making a decent living out of it at this point so uh, i thought that was that was kind of interesting that he was back there and you know fits works well with the character uh it's um, yeah, and 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 the fact that he's got this sort of wife and daughter as well, kind of adds to some sort of interesting bits and pieces to that character. I think, mm,
0: especially like in the uh, <clears throat> last couple of scenes. Yes, as well. Um, so he's teaching his daughter how to shoot as well, doing like shooting practice, and the wife yeah. sort of like not all quite comfortable with that. Uh, understandably, I yeah I can kind of understand both sides here, sort of. I mean. Again, it's like a little pellet gun, you know, she's not going to actually accidentally shoot somebody because it's not a real gun. Um. Again, I think that a- any time now, because of the way America is at the moment, any time I see a gun like specifically used on screen, instead of being like just normally held or holstered, if I see a character doing something with a gun on an American show, I know this is a futuristic show, I just can't help but think about like America and gun control mm-hmm. and all that sort of stuff, and and there's clearly supposed to be some commentary in here about like I don't know kids and guns or something like that, and how that ties in with all all yeah. that sort of thing. So um, but yeah, it's because of the way that America is. Um, but uh, I don't know, like, cause first of all, there's an interesting thing he kind of does, cause when when she's first doing the practice, she's got it the gun held with one hand, and I was like, no, you probably want to have two, and then he comes over and like takes over a bit he immediately puts two hands on it and i was like that's that's kind of how you're supposed to do it sort of thing yeah. um a- any thoughts on the uh, gun practice here because they make a big they-, they make a bit of a deal out of it don't they um they... and the, di- the disagreement between the two of them
1: yeah they do and i i mean it, it it's a sort of interesting kind of says something about his character in the He's still on ed- edge, understandably. Yeah, you know, there are conversations later that you know he has with his his wife about whether you know he should still be kind of fighting this sort of stuff at the moment and whether it's healthy for the child. And arguably, uh, it probably isn't. But
0: no.
1: equally, you know, Caleb knows that there are potentially people still out there that are after him and maybe it would do the kids some good to know how to shoot straight, um, in this specific, specific circumstances. Usually I would say, no, you probably shouldn't be teaching kids about like shooting guns and stuff. But in this specific circumstance, it probably makes a certain amount of, uh, sense. Uh, and he sort of, but he does sort of brush it off a little bit. It's, it's a interesting little scene. I think that, Mm. um, and sort of shows that family dynamic quite well. Yeah, yeah, that was good.
0: Uh switching over to Maeve. Um, yeah, I read all that bit from before. Maeve, uh, meanwhile, has herself locked away in a cabin in the woods. Uh, she's cycling through uh, many of the memories we know she struggles to cope with, including the first set of memories from way back at the park in uh, the first season. Uh, she presume she's presumably in hiding after beating Serik. Who looked uh, pretty defeated last time we saw him. Uh, She heads to a nearby town for supplies. And learns that people are looking for her. Uh, She hurries back to her hideout. Where um, surly uh, matched soldiers are uh, combing every inch of the wintry woods. Uh, she kills them and confronts their leader who reveals himself as an android before Maves hacks him <clears throat> to pieces with an axe. Uh, she pours over his memories and discovers William is looking for her uh, after which she torches the cabin and leaves we know that she goes to sea. Uh, Caleb later, which we will talk about later. We um, mm-hmm. yeah, have really good scenes again. A bit of a different kind of thing. We're not in the city in this point. Um, we don't need to be in the city for every single character for every single scene. Um, but you know, the 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 city has got their own particular storylines, like with uh, Christina and everything. Um, I like the bit with uh, I, I like some of Maeve's um, and particularly the way that uh, Tandy Newton plays her. Of like, she's got this guy like down on the ground and everything. And she's like, I think she says, be a dear and close your eyes or something. Yes. I uh, like the, the, the way she says it and the way she's said things like that in the past. Um, I, I love Maeve. She's she's a brilliant character. And um, yeah, I guess we'll have to find out, because this obviously is supposed to connect back to, I suppose, the opening with William and what is he up to and how's that connect to Maeve and what's sort of going on. Uh, but at some point this guy met with, with William and um, she wants to sort of find out what's going on. Uh, I thought the action here was really, really good. A couple of explosions and stuff from the car, really well planned out. thought that was good. Um, and some pretty good acts, action, if you want to call <laughs> it that as well. So, <laughs> uh, what do you think of uh, seeing Maeve return?
1: I re- I mean, I I love Thandie Newton and she's yeah. great as maybe. It's just a wonderful character. I, and I did love the, the sort of yeah, the be a dear, close your eyes sort of line. I, and, <laughs> you know, it, it's the way that she's very matter of fact about things. You know, it's like, oh, we're back to this. Okay, well, I need to go and kill some people. Um, there was a little bit before this, actually, where she the, the, she sat sort of in the cabin and is running through those uh, memories and blacks out the town, basically Mm. Um, showing she still has quite a lot of power and she has not just power to control hosts, but she has sort of power over the power system. You know, she's, she's able to sort of channel that to connect to technology around her and stuff by the looks of things. Um, You know, she's so she's still incredibly powerful by the looks of things which i i don't know how that's going to come back in but presumably it will in some way you know she managed to sort of overload the the circuitry in the town and take out a bunch of lights which is you know and then she discovers when she goes in that's and she these guys come and find her that's the way that they found her is because of the fact that she blacked out the town um so i thought that was sort of interesting because it, although she is powerful and she can use that power when she does, it effectively sends up a beacon, sort of saying, "This is where I am." So that's a sort of interesting point. Uh, but yeah, the the whole sort of attack and and battle where she's when she was back in the shop of like going yeah she discovers these people are coming to look for her and she then goes back and picks up the axe and said oh you can put that on my tab as well (laughs) you know i thought that it's just it's the very kind of -of matter-of-fact nature of Maeve that i really really like she's just really awesome um yeah so it's good to have her back in the game you know clearly she's been a much like the you know, Dolores Christina character has taken the option to go and try and hide out. Although in Maeve's case, she's kept all her memories. Um, so yeah, we, I think this is the clearer part of the story. You know, William is coming after them for whatever reason. Uh, Maeve, is obviously now going back out and hooks up with Caleb to try and stop them, you know? So mm-hmm this is the more kind of... There's there's less questions about what exactly is going on here. You know, there's a fairly straightforward point of William chasing them. May even wants to stop him, you know.
0: Yeah, yeah. But no, I liked all of that, and I'm looking forward to seeing what she does with uh, yes. Caleb as well, which we'll talk about in a minute. Uh, anyway, back to Christina. We find out she's being being stalked by a man who... um. Uh, pleading for her to stop doing this to us, so he said, he keeps saying things like "us" and "we" to imply more than one person mm-hmm. instead of just instead of just me. I uh, keep saying like "us" and everything to so to imply a group of people. Uh, not an um, uh, abundance of clarity there, but that's uh, not the show's way. Uh, this is shaping up to be one of uh, the biggest uh, mysteries to her arc. After a night out with Maya. Uh, Christina encounters the stalker in person, which must have been really scary, and uh he attacks her before disappearing. Uh the next morning the man kills himself um by jumping off of the roof um of it says here her apartment building. I wasn't quite sure if it exactly was, but I think it's supposed yeah. to be her apartment building. Um and he specifically mentions um like this is how my story was written or something, or you you wrote this this story. Mm-hmm. Um I want to rewind this a little bit because I have a bone to pick with the guy that she went on a date with. (laughs) (laughs) Um, So they're both talking about like, okay, you meet someone, you're talking about what you're doing and, you know, um, all all that sort of thing. You're getting to know each other. So she mentions, okay, I'm writing, she seems a little bit like nervous and everything, which is understandable. They they set that up already, given the differences between Mm -hmm. her and Maya, which is, which is good. Um, and then she mentions, "Oh, I'm a writer for a like a game," which I think to any general person, like if you're writing a sort of story, whether it's a book or a film or a script or whatever, that's to me that to me anyway that's quite an interesting thing because it's sort yeah. of like, okay, if you're the one writing it, tell me about like the process and what are you sort of doing and that sort of stuff. Now, because he mentions like, "Oh, maybe it's something I've played," is he implying that he pl- does play games because? um she meant she mentioned something about like oh non-playable characters of course we know them as npcs mm-hmm. and he goes what is that
1: yeah uh, i mean uh, yes i i that's the sort of exposition point for people who are somehow living under rocks and don't understand what an npc is that maybe okay. are, are somehow watching westworld and have never seen a video game but i i i suspect that's a very very small segment of the audience that that doesn't cross over i mean i would have right. thought but um and they could it's 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 not a great bit of writing i it's less about the date because it makes the date look like an idiot um it really
0: does because he kind of kind of implies like oh i maybe sort of play games is it something i've played um which, which, if I was in that same position, and I'm obviously someone who plays games, I would probably ask the same question, not about the NPCs. Obviously, I know what an NPC is, but um, about like what game are you writing for, or or I'd maybe say like what company yeah. are you writing for, or whatever. You know, there's there's loads of questions I'd have. Yeah, but yeah, it was it was just funny the way that he asked. Yeah, the way uh, yeah. that
1: really should have been written, it sounds like it's written by a non-gamer, and it, and it the way that probably should have been written was, if they needed to make it clear for people that don't know what an NPC is, they probably should have written it as her saying, oh, I write non-player characters, uh, NPCs, rather than her saying NPCs and him going, what's that? Mm. You know, because... Uh, it, yeah i i get what you're saying with that it's like if he is a gamer there is no way that he doesn't know what an mpc is mm,
0: yeah. so
1: um yeah unless he's sort of tried to claim to be a gamer and isn't i mean <laughs> but but yeah I, I think anybody that plays anything other than you know candy crush is probably knows what an mpc is at this point i would have thought
0: mm-hmm.
1: i also he makes another point as well because
0: she um says I I write for those types of characters and he he says back about like oh that's the ones that like people don't care about and stuff that's mm. also not true because yeah. some of like your big villains in games that you don't get to play as or like let's say somebody like Dina or Tommy from Last of Us like they're major major characters that you you don't play as them um it, it, in some games now and again you'll switch over to the villain to get like a villain perspective type thing that's happened in a few games obviously those become playable characters uh but i, I found that i found all that very interesting as well so
1: yeah yeah was... no i that that whole scene sounds like it wasn't written by somebody who's ever touched a video you know it was written right. by somebody who's never touched a video game so uh, I, uh yeah the, there were issues i i that that stuck out to me a little bit as well of mm. like you know saying the npcs aren't people you care about it's like well no that's not actually true because basically any character that you're not playing is an NPC so um, I mean yes they're not the leads but that's the weird definition what she's talking about background characters you know side characters mm. and that, that sort of stuff which is actually what she's talking about writing um, so I mean she's actually slightly wrong in her definition of an NPC as well because an NPC is basically any character that you're not playing
0: yeah. Um
1: yeah uh whereas you know but she's using it as a definition of background characters as opposed to lead characters which is so yeah um entirely off the point really from from the show's point of view but it was one of those things that yes that stuck in my brain as as well when they Mm -hmm. were having that discussion of like that sounds like it was written by somebody who's never who isn't really (laughs) a video game player um but uh yeah so in terms of the the rest of that though um that was sort of interesting i thought that when she looked up the guy that was stalking her i i thought somebody actually pulled him off her and there was sort of you know and she because she gets knocked down and i'd have to go and re-watch the episode but i thought when he looked over, when she looked over, there was two guys fighting and then he yeah, the wasn't. Yeah. So yeah. So who was, who was the other guy that I said, presumably, well, presumably we find out who that is at the end, Um, you know, with the, the mysterious person back from the dead. So presumably that's who it was, I guess. But um the, so there's that. And this, this arc about, um, Uh, You know, there not being an abundance of clarity about sort of what's going on here, which is true. But I think what seems to be happening um, or my guess on it is Christina has some of the Rehoban memories in her head of sort of how people's lives were supposed to go out and end. And she's using those from her subconscious to write these stories And that's what the guy's talking about, you know, because if you remember that the entire world was told sort of what their story was supposed to be according to the, um, AI. So I think she's somehow using, you know, she's maybe retained that memories of those stories and she's pulling those stories out, putting them into video games. People are playing and going, hang on a minute. This is what I was told was going to happen to me. Um, so I I I'm guessing it's something to do with connecting to that in some way. Um that, yeah, that would the, be the, my idea.
0: The thing that I got from it was supposed to be maybe the stories she's been writing because <clears throat> we don't know how long she's been doing this job for. Um is like is coding that's getting into other hosts or something and they have like a script in their head that they're supposed to do their story's supposed to end a certain way that that's kind of what i got well, mate, from that
1: yeah i mean that is the other possibility i i mean although surely the guy that jumped off i mean and that would mean the guy that jumped off the building was a host so yeah i mean whether she's i don't know that i, I i'm not entirely sure about that i'm not entirely he... sure
0: Cause he keeps saying like you, you need to stop doing this to us, and I'm a sh- what I've got from that was like stop writing these scripts.
1: Yes. So yeah, so maybe she is. Yeah, that's that's a but possibility. But maybe she's doing that
0: by accident because she. Yeah, created... yeah. I she... mean,
1: I don't, I don't think she's doing. If she is doing that, she's not doing in.
0: Right, because she's, she's very unaware of like, okay, w- w- why are you following me? Like, who are you, and she, all that sort of stuff. So, so, so
1: are are the stories she's writing somehow getting into the brains of people? And, uh, you know, which, yeah, I mean, are they now programming people in some way? Maybe, uh, yeah, you know, because which would go back to the William thing at the start of how did he get the guy who was seemingly human and not a host? how did he get that guy to murder the rest of the cartel? Um, so, yeah, I mean, that that would tie in in some way
0: hmm. as well. Um, I don't think that's related to that, but that's a possibility. Well,
1: well no, I mean, you're talking about, because what you're saying is she's somehow writing stories that are, are controlling people.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: And there is what william did at the start was uh, was somehow managed to control a person seemingly rather than a host so whilst they're not directly connected it does imply that there's some technology out there that is allowing people to allow allowing you to sort of somehow control people's brains rather than host brains if that makes sense because yeah. that's what certainly what the William thing at the start implies, and from what your theory, what it implies that Christina's unintentionally doing at this point as well. Yeah, yeah, so, possibly. So, yeah, that's an interesting idea. She's somehow accidentally kind of programming people to do this.
0: Mm-hmm. Certainly. Um, let's go back to Maeve. Uh, Maeve eventually makes her way to Caleb. Uh, who's struggling to be content with his uh, stable life Um, she uh, saves his daughter from an assailant who tells him William is after uh, them both, Caleb and Maeve leave to intercept William's next target a senator in California Uh, whatever William is planning it's clearly trouble for uh, the surviving characters particularly these two Um, this was kind of like scary to watch in a way I mean she drops the teddy out the window goes outside uh and sees you know the 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 nasty man um i was a little bit nervous as to like i won't get into spoilers for this particular thing but it reminded me of a scene in the last of us you probably know which one i'm talking about in the first game
1: uh it's been a while <laughs> of the Daughter thing yeah
0: yeah to to do with that I, I wondered if that was what was going to happen but uh thankfully it didn't so um but uh yeah may comes in for the in for the kill here the the sword to the back i thought that was i thought that was great yeah um and uh yeah they decide to to team up i think this is going to be really good really exciting um i'm looking forward to seeing how all this goes how this ties into william and um yeah there's uh there's also some other there's a surprising sort of connections i made here with well last of us one and two because there's there's so there's similar story beats here basically that happen in uh in both games mainly somebody leaving in the in the middle of the night to go and do something so uh i thought that was interesting as well um yeah i thought this was a re- really good scene what did you think
1: Um, yeah, I mean, Maeve turning up, being kick-ass again, uh, the sword's back, and, yeah, just sort of turns up, stabs the guy going, okay, right, now that's done, let's go and, you know, William's after us, let's go and sort him out. Uh, And, I mean, she's initially kind of says, you know, tells Caleb not to go, but of course he's going to go, because, you know, he's got a family to protect. And as we've been seeing from the conversations with his wife, he's not coping I mean, you know, yes his life is sort of fairly hundred and stable but he's not particularly content just doing his day to day. I mean on the surface he is but clearly he's kind of jumpy so troubled. Yeah. Um yeah, understandably, <clears throat> you know, because mm-hmm. he understands that there are potentially people out there looking for him which there are like as we've done, guy, yeah. like this guy. So, you know, the only way really to be able to guarantee the protection of his family is to go and sort this out. So, of course he's mm-hmm. going to go with them. I
0: but, wonder what this guy would have done if the daughter hadn't come outside. Just broken in through the front door or something.
1: Yeah, maybe broken in and just murdered the whole family possibly. Um, all right.
0: Yeah. But so good thing that didn't happen. So Yes. Yeah. Uh but that's that for Maeve and uh Caleb. We're looking forward to seeing that and how William ties into it and who version what version of what is who and all that kind of stuff. So Yes. Uh the episode draws on a uh Terry Christina model monologuing, sorry, on her balcony about how um empty she feels how she doesn't know why she feels so lost and that she wants a happy ending to her story uh as she turns in for the night teddy uh james marsden looks up at her from the street below and that's the end of the episode um one other point i wanted to make about that um which ties into this scene as well with her sort of like being sad and everything so during that date when they're talking about the npcs um and he says specifically about like oh that's a bit you know characters people don't care about and the camera goes back to her and she's sort of like oh i'm you're saying i'm writing for like you know something that doesn't really matter basically is is this guy's that's what she got from what he said about like you know uh, i'm basically doing a job for about characters that people don't care about which again isn't the situation but that was how that all played out uh and this tying back into that and her kind of like just just feeling down about herself and obviously she's just been you know attacked in the middle of the night so she's not going to be in the best place of course um i'm guessing then teddy is the guy that um helped yeah. her, probably yeah here um what happened last to teddy because we we didn't uh, see him in season three did we
1: no he was in season two shot himself in the head after because basically that. um uh dolores uh, turned him essentially into an assassin uh and he to sort of get him to to be on her side and she so he sort of rebels against that shoots himself in the head to stop dolores using him but she then uploads the consciousness to the sublime so he wasn't in the third season at all um he's been floating around in the sublime somewhere so this i mean the other person of course that's missing from this episode is bernard and right. um we know when we last saw bernard he went off into the sublime and then we had that sort of you know final shot of him waking up covered in dust so presumably that you know i think there's supposed to be about eight years that has passed between the end of last season and the start of this one so it could mm-hmm. quite conceivably be that this is bernard's kind of you know waking up about now um And or maybe he's still in the Sublime, and he's started to get characters out. Uh, But it does beg the question that, you know, Teddy showing up, we know that his memories were put into the Sublime, but how did he get... They must have printed a body for him somewhere, so how did he get his body back? Um, I mean, you know, you could print a new body, obviously, but... um, so, yeah, there's questions around that uh, and why did Bernard let him out, or did he not let him out and i mean there's that I suspect there's an episode coming up that will talk about all that. I mean it may be one of those things where we do an episode of all the introducing all these characters, and then we do an episode which is everything that went on in sublime. I don't know if that's the case, but that would sort of make sense that we do a thing that follows some of the people in the sublime and Bernard's journey through that. So Mm. we'll have to, we'll have to see, but uh, yeah. So his consciousness was around. So that could very well be Teddy um, that we knew from before. Um, The other interesting thing, going back to the NPC stuff as well, is there is a a sort of juxtaposition of um, when they're having that conversation, of um christina's kind of written herself as an npc have gone from being a lead character to being a side character right if, you know in the context of how they're talking you know using npcs as sort of background characters um you know she's she's didoris obviously was a lead and christina isn't christina's much more of a background character i mean she is a lead in the show but in the wider context of the sort of life of everything from westworld christina's you know trying to keep back out the way she's just this programmer that writes stories she's not really anything and and so that conversation about sort of npcs being people that nobody cares about you'd wonder whether that maybe was sort of a nod to the fact that she's kind of written herself uh assuming you're whoever programmed christina uh whether it was dolores or whether it was somebody else has has written her as that sort of you know side character rather than a, a lead um and whether so that's going to be interesting to see whether she recognizes teddy or teddy coming back into her life kind of yeah what, we don't that know what brings
0: she'll, how she'll feel th- 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 about him do we? so no hmm
1: so that's yeah. going to be
0: interesting, or what he specifically remembers about yeah know, maybe
1: or, whether whether he turns up and couldn't have turned her life upside down saying by the way you're actually Dolores and he, or whether he knows anything or whether he just recognizes that it she Christina looks like Dolores hmm. um,
0: yeah. So, yeah 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 interesting stuff uh very good episode very good opening I'm looking forward to the next seven episodes of course mm-hmm. uh, that's it for the end of the episode we just get the the street shot of Teddy. Yeah, uh, It's going to some feedback, some emails and whatnot. If you have anything you'd like to write in, what do you think is going on with different characters? What do you think of the look of the city? Everything else, so you can either comment on something that we've said or write in one of your own uh, thoughts, feelings, questions, comments, whatever you've got. Uh, you can do that by sending them in to Matthew at EntertainmentTalk.org, uh, Twitter, eTalkUK, there's a contact page, information in your show notes. There's also the email box on the website version of the episode and, of course, the clickable email name in your show notes. Harrison writes in, says uh great to be back with uh you both and Westworld. thank you very much uh how much theory diving will you be doing this season do you think it do you also think it is required to enjoy the show um no i don't think theory crafting or whatever is required to enjoy the show cuz i'm not even really di- even with this opening episode do you have like questions about how certain things might work but um i mean because there's t- there's kind of three different ways to sort of watch the show one of which is like you watch the episode and you do a deep dive on reddit and you check out like i don't know dolores's hairline was different or something and you think that that means that she's doing something you know what that, that kind of really <laughs> deep stuff um that well, there there was things last season i think about like uh, bernard's glasses and like was we'll he pushing them up in the wrong way you know that that sort of stuff yeah it's so like that's like the deep deep part of reddit or wherever you're you know facebook groups or whatever um there's also people that there's also people that will just like watch the show for the hour be entertained switch it off and not think about it till next week exactly. um those people won't listen to podcasts or they'll, they'll just simply get their own enjoyment out of the show or there's um kind of where i fall which is a bit of the middle tier which is still very much enjoying the show for what it is and everything but doing a bit a bit of like a bit more the sort of critical thinking of like, hey, how is this kind of adding up to this, and ha- having more having more questions, but not questioning like, hey, one of Dolores's or Teddy's buttons is undone on his shirt, and that means that <laughs> you know, yeah, that that kind of thing. You don't need to. Yeah, I don't, I don't think you need to do that. But if you want to have the fun with doing that, of course, and that's entirely up to you, uh, and getting into all that kind of stuff. The the problem I personally have with doing that is not all of that is going to lead up to something, because you've probably thought then of something that even the show's creators have not even like maybe thought of um but hey whatever way you want want to watch the show as long as you're enjoying it which is the main part um as long as you're getting enjoyment out of it and you you don't feel like you're wasting your time with the show um that's all that matters really um how, how about you where do you kind of fit in with 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 all this I
1: uh, yeah, I mean, sometimes, obviously, doing this podcast, I will, I'll go and have a look on the Reddit threads and see what theories people are coming up with. But generally, you know, we're, and and as we're talking through this, we'll talk about well, it could be this or it could be that. Um, but i yes, I mean, I don't think we're kind of doing the deepest dive necessarily into sort of all the theories and stuff uh unless one sort of pops up that I spot that I think might be particularly interesting or what you oh, know if yeah. if i if I think it maybe is going in a certain direction, like I was saying with uh Christina and what I think's going on with them, so i yeah i mean i, I I'm not. I'm not kind of the type that will go onto a Reddit thread and actually post things, you know?
0: <laughs> mm, yeah. So, but hey, like I said, as long as you're enjoying the show and you watch it in whatever way you want to, then that's mainly what matters. Um, mm-hmm. So in terms of theory diving, I'm I'm not going to really do theory. Like I said, if I see something in the online space or whatever, or on different podcasts, I'm going to be listening to Bold Moves Podcast later when I'm at work. Uh, they've got one called, I think it's Watching Westworld. I can't remember the name of it, but if you search for a bold movie, you'll be able to find that uh, with uh, Jim and Aaron. Um they, they tend to do a little bit more theory diving, and they have people that write in with, like, big-type theories and stuff. <laughs> so it, it, if I get, like, if I hear them say something that, like, catches my mind, I'll I'll bring it up and mention it from there. Mm-hmm. Um, but, uh, no, I, I won't be doing too much of it, and I don't think it's required to, to watch the show, so... Do with that what you will. Uh, Beth says, uh, last one we got. um, It was hard to see Dolores being stalked and attacked in this episode. It it wasn't a nice thing to watch, but again, it's not supposed to be a nice thing to watch um, either. Uh, How do you feel uh, Westworld Westworld reflects the real world? Um, Like we've kind of mentioned, I suppose, it is grounded within our world to a certain degree, but it's a futuristic version. I mean, if you look at something like foundation for example that's where you could think okay like some of this stuff just isn't going to be like the monsters and stuff that are in that show or like the, the way that harry himself operates right like nobody's mm-hmm. nobody's doing that in uh in this real world or there isn't this big like thing which you can't go near because it will kill you type of thing you know Foundation's obviously a bit more out there with, with with some of its ideas, in, in an incredibly smart way, uh, we both recommend that you watch that show as well, it's on uh, Apple TV, um, but yeah, I think it's a bit more, a bit more sort of expanse-ish, where it's sort of okay, some of the stuff you could buy in, you know 50 to 100 years, or, you know, it's at some point in the future or whatever um, but um, yeah, obviously it's, it's themes, it's writing f- reflects the world, I think you know, certainly with, um The discussions going on between the characters. Unfortunately, you know, with things like the gun control and women being attacked in this episode. uh, Unfortunately, does resemble what goes on in the world. We don't like any of that stuff, of course. But, um, you know, that is to do with that. Um, I suppose one of the more sort of date-wise in terms of, like, where we are. Black Mirror is probably are more sort of like okay uh, most of the things that are in that show apart from the more out there sort of sci-fi ideas those things are like more because they're, they're those episodes are meant to be reflective of our world right and like how we should avoid doing certain things or you know robot dogs that china then goes on and makes and you know all, all this sort of stuff um that's but that's almost supposed to be more of a sort of i suppose message about things um but uh, yeah what would you think about like i suppose i suppose the topic here is sci-fi shows and how they reflect our world but pertaining to westworld
1: um I, yeah i mean i i think certainly the overall theme of westworld um as it's gone through the seasons there's been a lot of stuff about data privacy i mean mm-hmm. you know the the whole Rauban thing was was a huge sort of data privacy taken to the extreme essentially yeah um you know and and that is an issue so it is highlighting you know it does what all good sci-fi does which is take issues which are current day issues and then highlights them in an interesting way and you know will sort of pull them apart and look at them from different angles so i i think from that point of view it does the job very very well i mean and just from a purely practical point of view in terms of does it reflect a potential future yes potentially it does you know depends where the technology goes but i i think a lot of it is a statement on you know the direction that society is heading in and you know all sci-fi fantasy stuff does that in one way or another anything that is sort of alternate futures or or that sort of thing is like you know they are to a certain extent written as warnings of if you carry on down this road this is where you could end up um so i think yes westworld does that to Mm. a certain extent there is a there is a sort of wider you know thing rather than just could this technology happen? You know, there is a, a a wider point that they're making with that. And, and they will make smaller points throughout sort of about things like maybe not so much gun violence, uh, you know, um, Mm. but, but they do make points in that. And and it's the same with like, I mean, the, the, from, I mean, the episode of the Orville this week was very much about, um, election interference and stuff. So, Ah. there's there's a lot of that sort of you know a a lot of sci-fi does that and you know and i think wet world's no exception Mm. i suppose this also gets into the topic of
0: like you know you know when a show is covering something kind of topical um and you get the people that moan about like oh stop putting politics into my shows or stuff uh, and but, I know. But, but, but for the most part, it's kind of like <clears throat> if you're watching, especially if you're watching something like a Westworld or an Orville or something, politics was probably there before you realized it was, it, you know, it's just like uh, it, it's just focusing on a particular part of politics that has made it's, you more more aware that it's doing it. Yeah,
1: I suppose it, it really depends. That there's a there's a difference as well because yeah. it it depends on how it's doing it and how subtly it's doing it. You know, something mm-hmm. like Westworld. There is a theme, there is an overall theme about data privacy that that it used for the last few seasons, and you know, it, but it's it's weaved into the plot about sort of you know yeah. this is data privacy got out of control. You compare that to something like the Flash which also does stuff relating to, you know, things that are going on in the wider world. But the problem with the way that those those DC shows handle it is they literally put it as is front and centre. That there is, there is no sort of analogy in there. There is no, this is sort of, you know, we, we're using this as a, a version of this particular problem and we're writing a clever creative story about it you know it's it, it's front and center of of what they're doing and the problem with doing it that way is it comes across it turns people off because you know i want to watch a fun superhero show and you're just ramming political stuff down my throat there's no hiding it in any way and i think that's where it becomes more problematic um, yeah, you know, I because there is absolutely sci-fi and fantasy shows talk about this stuff. I mean, you know, everything from Lord of the Rings through to you know the expands to this to yeah, all of them have some analogy in you know that they're, that they're, they're in real world that because that's where the stories come from. Um, the problem arises on TV shows where they're very, very lazily writing it of just like we'll just take something that happened in the real world and bung it straight in the middle of our TV show, right. and that's where people have more of a problem right. with it because with, it's like without you know, writing
0: it into the specific storyline of the show.
1: Yeah, yeah, without writing it into the storyline of the show or coming up with a creative sort of way of of presenting it. To the audience of just saying oh there were riots over something we'll stick a riot in our show you know um it's it's when they do stuff like that that it causes problems for people um mm-hmm. oh, yeah. and, and and turns people off because you're not going to get that message through in that way if you yeah. can take it of saying okay well you know we're we're gonna these these are going to be a representative of a, you know, this particular group. And we're going to have a creative way of getting to that point of the story. It's, yeah that's that's when it it becomes problematic they you know good well-written sci-fi should you know yes you can talk about these sort of issues but it needs to be done in a a much cleverer way than just saying okay you know this happened in the real world we're going to just wedge it into our show and (laughs) uh, and have the heroes do something about it and monologue about it and it's like oh, really just then it just gets really overly preachy Mm -hmm. you know
0: um yeah I I think the best example of, w- within all this that I've ever seen, and I've not I, to me I've not seen a better example, is in season two of Zoe's extraordinary playlist, which I very much missed by the way. Um, <laughs> they did a storyline. This small spoilers for that show. They they did a they did a storyline in season two where um one of the main I think it was Simon. Um, they were developing this face recognition app in spark point now spark point is a vocal point of the show where zoe the main character works and it's a tech company and they were doing a facial recognition app thing and they got some feedback on it that the characters in within the story they got feedback on the app and it was struggling to recognize black people and people of color Yes. The, re- the reason that was happening is because within the Spark Point workplace, it hadn't been tested out by enough black people or people of colour because there wasn't enough of them working in the, the building. And, um, see, the reason that works so well is, is it's addressing an issue of diversity in the workplace because there literally wasn't enough, you know, black people in Spark Point being hired. And it also tied really nicely into, hey, within the story of this show, which is already within spark points already a tech company is already making you know drones or apps or whatever and we're going to combine instead of wedging it into the show like you've mentioned they combine the two things together and then of course within the musical stuff which is a big point of the show simon sang a song about it and it just fit Mm -hmm. in in, i think it was um i can't remember the name of the song, but one of the lyrics is he's a black man living in a white man's world which is unfortunately true um and it worked out it worked out perfectly the, I think the arc initially when i think it did two episodes in a row and then later on in the season, they sort of caught back up with him mm-hmm. and then uh I think it led on to like him having like a side part within the company that was hiring you know black people and stuff um but that that was like pretty much perfect i i can't think of a better example of where that's worked. because it wasn't just suddenly oh we're gonna go outside spark point and like protest about black lives matter for no reason it was tied into the tech of the show and it it was in the music and everything so uh that was that was brilliant um anyway that was a long interesting discussion about about all that um in the meantime of course if again if you want to write in about any of this feel free to do so uh let us know other examples that have and haven't worked about this type of stuff. Uh, anyway, in the meantime, you can find all of our podcasts on entertainmenttalk.org uh, for TV, games, films, and Night podcasts. Uh, by the way, we've apparently bought two players. Cool. <laughs> go 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 and get some more. <laughs> it took you way too long to get the first one, so go and get some more. Uh, but anyway, uh, TV, games, films, May Podcast. podcasts. Um, if you're wondering about the United cast, by the way, there's going to be an update on the chat podcast as well. Um, I'm still going to be doing it. There's just really nothing happening at the moment because it's a break. Um, but uh, you can also find us on your favourite podcast platform by searching for Entertainment Talk on there and subscribing to the feeds on there uh, also you can support us through um, uh, Patreon $1 $3 level tiers for the ad free podcast review options uh, that will be changing next month so uh, keep your eyes up for all of that again that will be explained on the chat podcast coming out on Friday um, if you want to simply tell other people about our content you can either just basically simply tell them what we do and where they can find it you can also uh, share the podcast around on social media as well um for your tv and your film news if you want to know about all these shows there's quite a few shows out at the moment to say the least so if you want to yes. know about what's going on with tv at the moment renewals cancellations which ones are coming back which ones aren't who's been cast in what trailers all that sort of stuff uh feel free to visit uh geek and geek Turn radio uh that's run by you of course isn't it david what is going it on is.
1: over there uh, well, I Geek our radio this week. I had uh Gray join me, who is our film reviewer, so uh, he actually did um, his top five film stories for May and June, so we kind of caught up with that and uh, he actually did a couple of film reviews he did one for Jurassic World Dominion and also for Lightyear as well, which uh, i 'm sure you'd be interested in that the discussion the two of you should probably have at some point. Mm. Um, he also did review the Channel 4 comedy Big Boys. We talked a bit about the Time Traveller's Wife and about the final season of Love, Victor. Um, I talked quite a lot about the newly launched Paramount Plus and about sort of... Not not that it's... it's there's, you know, it's a decent service. It just there's the stuff that isn't on there is somewhat surprising. Uh and mm-hmm. we also uh review Halo, Strange New Worlds, and the Umbrella Academy season three on there. And there's a bunch of uh TV news relating to things like the new Game of Thrones series, the new Team Wolf series, um pickups for uh, things like CSI Vegas in the UK finally. Um so yes it's a packed show. There's a lot of stuff going on there. Um as I mentioned on my show I'm actually on holiday for the next three weeks. So uh we're taking a little break, but uh there is a lot to get on with in that show as it is. And um yeah there's also the news on the main website as well and there is an interview up on there with the cast of Halo uh which you can actually see my face on screen on uh, the uh because it was i actually went to london and sat front of a green screen and they did all all that so i've actually filmed on camera but that was in, interviewing uh uh the various members of the cast, cast of halo and uh, i got to sit down and chat with them ask them some questions about the show so uh that's up on the website it's also on the youtube channel that one as well so uh, go to geektown.co.uk you can find all that news and air dates and all that stuff
0: Excellent, so go and check out all that, GeekTown.co.uk, GeekTown Radio, GeekTown on YouTube and stuff. Uh, For other people, if you want to find some fun, uh, speaking of PlayStation 1 games, Bex is currently playing Tomb Raider, I think it's 2 at the moment. Uh, You can go and find her by looking for Trista, B-Y-T-E-S, over on Twitch uh, for some fun, interesting content over there. You can also find her on Twitter and Instagram, of course, for her uh, posts about other things as well um grey as you mentioned just to mention him as well you can find him at grey the geek on twitter grey with an a uh so go and check out his posts over there and stuff um you can also find me on twitch as well at talk uk i'm kind of going live at random times when i've got the energy and i sort of want to stream it's a bit random at the moment apologies for that it's just kind of the way that it's working at the moment uh if you miss any of those streams <clears throat> however you can find them archive later on youtube which is entertainment talk plays uh, you can find the FIFA career mode episodes, the streams, and the game clips. It does need to be a bit updated. There's some few things I haven't put on there yet, but there's still loads of content over there. Again, if you're subscribed to it, make sure you manually check it, because YouTube's not good. <laughs> so uh, Check out all of that. Thanks very much for listening, and we will see you next time. Goodbye.
1: Bye. <clears throat>